ZMT Sports back. Back. Better than ever. Been like a week, Tom. How you been, Tom? You doing all right? Doing good. Rangers are winning a little bit. So it's uh, well, we'll save that for the next episode. All right. We'll, we'll save it for the next episode. Of course, you had to bring it up now. You know, big game tonight. Yes, big game tonight. Yeah. And yeah. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday we will be there. It's exciting. Yeah, it's, ex- it's, it's exciting. very exciting. Yeah, the Brock yeah, greater greater than MSG. All right, um, we'll save it all for Sunday. We'll save the beef for I mean, Sunday. You know, yeah. you, there's not much beef to talk about. You know, I guess. Yeah. Devil steak. All right. Totally so. not. I won like four in the last five or something. Four to six. Four to six. Four. To six. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a loss like the last six out of seven. Steak. <laughs> now they're getting their their get right team. Remember I used to say that in, in, in football? The Rangers are the Devils. Yeah, but every right time team. every time you say that, they your team wins. Um, no. <laughs> Cleveland Browns. Yeah, playing the Jets is their get right team. They lost by 30 years. <laughs> like well, remember they had the COVID. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're no, right. no, it don't matter. Guess. COVID or not, you should not beat the Jets by 30. <laughs> Come on. Now. You're right. You're right. You're right. Come on. Now. All right. Well, let's talk about it. I want you to talk about your. We're going to lean more NBA and uh, we'll talk about a little NFL agency today. It's like free agency today, which is. It's going to be wild. Um, yeah. But first, we'll start about the NBA. I want to talk about your Knicks a little bit. They are looking good. We're currently fourth seed in the Crazy. East, right? Which, which is, is nuts. Which is nuts for what Let's their record see, actually. is. Actually, I don't know if they – because they lost the other night in San Antonio pretty bad. Oh, yeah, that's um, true. So, let's see. I, th- I don't think they lost anything. I don't think one day. loss would make a big Yeah, they did. Smidge. They're the fifth seed now. Because, oh, they are the fifth seed now. Because Boston jumped them into the fourth seed. Now. Boston. Ugh. I'm but still, sorry. me sitting here, you know, the the Knicks play their last game before the All Star break tonight. Me sitting here as the Knicks is a five seed, just at five hundred, you know, thirty six games in, is actually pretty nuts. Yeah, dude. I, I I know you were saying it before. I want to know, like, are you excited for Knicks basketball again? Like, is this it? Like, this is the first time I've actually sat down and watched every Nick game. I mean. I didn't in the beginning of the year because I wasn't fully sold and I didn't want to buy back in. So this is the problem with the Knicks. I was such a huge Knicks fan when they had Mello. And then when they had Kristaps, like I would not miss a game, like how I treat all my other teams. But then they were so poorly run and they would try mm-hmm. to make moves and, and they were trying to sign people and then they're getting snubbed. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm done with this team. Uh, it's hard to watch basketball, especially NBA basketball, the way the refs call games and and the way the players kind of kind of get when they're on losing teams. It's hard to watch. So I kind of just gave it up. You know, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm not watching the Over Knicks it. anymore. It's done. And then they signed, um, you know, they hired, not signed, Tom Thibodeau, who I, I knew what he did to turn around Chicago after, you know, the little – you know, break they had after MJ left. And then I saw, you know, what he did in Minnesota, um, you know, basically creating Jimmy Butler and, and who he is today and what we know him as, as a player, Carl uh, Anthony Towns and stuff like that. I saw that and I'm like, all right, well, we got Tibbs and coaching can make the whole difference. And then what has really sold me and what has really got me back into the Knicks, because you asked, is I love watching college basketball. Like we talk about that all the time. Like college basketball is like my thing. I love watching it. I'll watch a random – I'll watch UTEP versus Tulsa on a random Tuesday night. Like that's how much I enjoy watching college basketball. And I yeah. like it because they play hard defense. 
and they let some things go. The refs let things go. They let them play hard. And the Knicks are the number one defensive team in the NBA. They might actually be two or three. I don't know the exact numbers. Still but pretty they're, damn they're good. around there. And there's been so many games I've watched where they've held teams under 100 points this year. Yeah. In the NBA. insane in the that, NBA. Nowadays, insane. the NBA is just unheard of. Yeah, and that's what got me into it. And then you had guys like Quickly and Obi Toppin's playing good. And then they, they get Derrick Rose and he's performing. And Derrick Rose wanted to come back to play with Tibbs and just the way the coaching is. And, and they had a great coaching staff. And Julius Randle's taking his next step in his career. I mean, it's just it's it, it's exciting. So I'm pumped. But yeah. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic because I know it's the Knicks and I know it's the NBA and I know they're not going to have a chance to win a championship this year because they don't have the star power because that's what the NBA is. It's a star power league. If you don't have three superstars, you're not winning. So I'm, I'm, I'm just cautiously optimistic and I'm just trying to enjoy it. I'm just I mean, like taking it game by game. I mean, how you think with the East is it like how it is now? You think they have a chance to win a playoff series maybe? No, not at all. But Because here's the thing. At the end of the year, the Knicks are not going to be a four or five seed. Like that's not going to happen. I know what they are. I know their limitations. And if Julian Randall doesn't, Julius Randall doesn't put up 25 to 30 points or basically a triple double. I mean, they don't have enough scoring. They don't have whatever. And I don't think they're at the point where they're going to trade assets to get a score at the trade deadline, like Beal or, or somebody else of that nature. So I just think that they're going to keep their team as is. Um, and I think that their limitations are going to catch them later in the year. And I think most of their wins are against teams under 500. And you can't knock them about that. You play who you play. I mean, most yeah, of the exactly. is under 500. Your schedule is your schedule. Uh, you can't. Yeah. You know. But I know their limitations. They'll probably be somewhere. They might be in the playing games, either a 9-10 seed or 7-8, or which means they're going to run into the Sixers or the Nets. And they might win a game or two, yeah. which would be so exciting. But they're not beating those teams in a, in a seven-game series. It's just not happening. If they can somehow magically stay four or five, then of course maybe they could they could beat the Pacers or they could beat the Celtics in a seven-game series. I don't know because those teams haven't really done anything special. But you have to think teams like the Heat and stuff like that are going to jump up in this conference. So God. that's where I'm at with that. Solid. Well, at least I'm it's entertaining excited, but... for you again. You know, to an extent. You know, it's been a few years since. You could be excited about it. So, I mean, it's good that you are, you know? Yeah, they're one of my few teams that have, have, you know, done above their expectations <laughs> to start a season and yeah. do everything, which is, which is exciting because yeah. my other teams have done the complete opposite. I could feel you on that one. How about well, your Mavs? I'm, I'm excited about my Mavs, you know? I'm excited. I'm like, I, like, I, like I've told you, I know it ruins your draft pick or whatever. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but, um, yeah. I mean... Uh, they woke up a little bit, you know, uh, like I told you, basketball, probably my least passion, uh, least passionate thing about uh, the NBA. Uh, but I, you know, I root for this Mavs team and uh, it's because I like their talent, their young talent and might have been a bandwagon when I jumped on it. But, you know, I've been supporting ever since. And uh, yeah, eight and two in the last 10 games, they they are now in the eighth spot in the West. And that's that's even hard to do in that conference. Um and uh, yeah, Lucas, Lucas turned it on. He's looking like an MVP caliber player. Chris Stafford's in God's back and he's playing as well as he should, you know, he hurt again. Yeah, I, I, probably, unfortunately. But I mean, right now he with Luke out yesterday, he had like some back tightness or whatever. They they beat a decent team by 20 last night. So, um, you know, I, I really can't complain. Um, well, I would get to see the Mavs in the playoffs again. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see that West is just as difficult as the east as the east I mean, it's, no i mean the east, the, 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 the west joke. is so much yeah i mean wherever lebron goes the conference becomes better i mean it's just yeah what happens. i mean yeah yeah i could definitely see on the west side of things i know i'm very impressed with utah this year i, I 
And uh, they don't the NBA does not respect them. Did you no. did you see oh Donovan Mitchell get ejected? I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, they do well indeed. Like I was, I was gonna talk. I was, I was gonna ask you, like, you know, if I don't know if you watched it enough to give your certain opinion about which side of that conference you think will probably make a run. And I got, like, I, I can agree that on the east side, of it, I think the Sixers have a really good chance this year. Like, about time. But, I think uh, the Sixers and Nets are gonna be the Eastern Conference final. Yeah. I think the Celtics might be able to push one of them off if they get hot at the right time and maybe yeah, make right a now they're line. just not playing like it. But yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, I would definitely agree. Sixers and, and, and Nets, and then on the West side of things, obviously you had the Lakers in Utah right now. I think those are the two hottest on the West side. Can't um, slip on the on the Clippers. I, I just oh, have so much no, talent. Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. Yeah, there's so much talent on that West side, like anybody can really make a run. But if I had to pick two right now by how I watch and and I think how good of it as a team they play. Um, and, and there's the Suns too. Phoenix is is really good too. I, I just there's so many contenders on that side of the conference. But um, yeah, I know you're talking about yesterday, last night, the Sixers and Utah played. You know, two top teams in each conference. And NFL, we talk about NFL officiating being dreadful. Oh my God, NBA officiating might That's actually the take the cake. Oh my God. Joel and B got ejected by the by the rim, and they called a foul on yeah. Utah. Like, I know, that? and Donovan Mitchell was getting a little wordy and got ejected, basically. But yeah, I don't got know. a team for crazy. getting upset. He got attacked for being upset, and that's just unfortunate, you know. Um, you know what I find crazy about the NBA this year, and and what I'm realizing is how much of the how much different the bubble was to how these teams really are. Cause there wasn't really any major movement in the, in, in like players moving teams in the NBA, other than, you know, some of the big trades like Russell Westbrook getting traded to Washington and then Harden going to the nets and then Kyrie and Durant coming back and all that kind of stuff. It's really like the only big movement, but teams like the heat and the nuggets and, 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 you know, things like that, like, like the heat were in the NBA finals last year. They, they are, like inching up on 500. Yeah. Like, like, like I think, and, and, and this is the question I wanted to ask you when we said we were going to talk about the NBA was, do you think that the players were more focused in the bubble and that's why these certain teams did what they did? Or do you think it's because like, do you think them having freedom now or like not being in a bubble and not having to go hotel room and not being as close with each other, like, like plays in their mind because, you know, not to be you know, rude about the NBA, but those it's, they're the most entitled players out of all the four sports. If that right. makes any Absolutely. sense, like they, they act entitled. They, they, they make, they can literally tell you, tell their owners, I want the coach fired and the coach will be fired the next day. So like, yeah. so do you think like them not being in the bubble and having to be together plays a factor because look like the heat of the perfect example from the NBA finals to under 500 in the Eastern conference. Like, come on. Yeah. I think, um, I think you're like head on spot on about it. I think, I kind of related to this, like, you know, when I played football and college, everything like that, there's, you know, a little thing, we, even in high school, we, a little thing we like to call camp, you know, um, like preseason camp, those two weeks of hell, whatever. Yeah. Those two weeks of hell, probably the most dedicated you got to be. It's, it sounds so awful, but yeah, the most dedicated you got to be probably even throughout the entire season, because that is your chance to earn your spot. That is a chance to, you know, show your talent and everything like that. I think when it came to the bubble, I think it was like kind of that same aspect. I think it was a, it was very identical to that part because, you know, this bubble was something that was different. Um, they weren't as privileged because they had to be in this bubble, go by these certain rules to, to meet, um, to meet inspections and everything like that for what was going on with COVID-19. So when it comes to that, they had to, you know, do like, Oh, this is my chance. You know, everyone's, you know, everyone's going to be playing their best right now because we're all together and, you know, not everyone's at full strength because of COVID-19. So, 
I kind of see it that way. I know what you're trying to say, and I think I completely agree with it. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just interesting to see teams that made such deep playoff runs struggle so much coming out of the bubble. And yeah. I know I see so many tweets like, oh, the bubble ball, you know, like the bubble wasn't real or the NBA bubble wasn't like true to like showing who certain players were and all that kind of stuff. But I think that just the elements they were in, you know, it's kind of it kind of turned into like this huge like, you know, AAA tournament like when you're 15 years old and you're just all in the same place in the same exactly, time yeah. and you're just playing a bunch of games and a bunch of days. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, well, you can definitely say from, you know, like I was just trying to say that you people are really going to try to put their best effort into it or just other players going to be like, ah, nah, it's, it's the bubble. Like, it's not really a real season. Yeah. You know, and that was, you were just talking about like they're more entitled. They might have felt that way when they were in the bubble. And then now coming out of it, you know, they get to show that. Yeah, so exactly. I, it's, it's definitely, uh, I mean, I definitely agree with you. We might get some hate for it, but yeah, they definitely are the most entitled <laughs> players. It's just, it's. Oh, I mean, and if anybody denies that, then, then, you know, you're lying. You're to yourself. brainwashed. It's just literally, you're lying to yourself. They they are, they, they force trades to, to other teams. They, they, they create super teams. It'd be like the equivalent of, um, you know, I'm seeing the NFL a little more, but it's more structured because the the NFL is such a, you know, 53 guys need to be in unison. It's like completely yeah. different than the NBA. Um, look at the Nets. I mean, the Nets, the Nets bent like four years building, getting guys like Dinwiddie and getting guys like Levert and getting guys like Allen. Then it's like, okay, we signed Irving. We signed Durant. We like our core, right, of, of guys plus them. James Harden, Harden, James Harden <laughs> literally like goes revolting, revolts on the on the Houston Rockets, right? Just completely goes haywire on them. Says, I want to be traded. You know, he said, I want to be traded to Brooklyn. You, That's how it went. No matter yeah. how it's, I want to be in Either I get traded and to now, Brooklyn or that's it. Yeah, pretty, Kyrie, pretty much. Kyrie and Kevin vouch for it, right? And in Brooklyn, like go get Kevin, to, go get uh, James Harden, and before you know it, that core that Net fans had to struggle with and do whatever that the Nets built gets traded away for these three guys. Now they have DeAndre Jordan playing significant minutes. They got guys I've never heard of playing bench minutes, and then it's like if you don't win a championship and all these guys get old and you got to get rid of them, you're right back to square one. Yeah. So that's the thing. That's what that's what NBA players do. They, they force their way to cities to play with each other and they try to win, which, Hey, it works. The NBA is like growing in popularity, like crazy. It's getting up there with, the I NFL, don't know why, which I find, <laughs> which I find insane. I don't, because they do a beautiful job of marketing and getting onto our generation and getting on social media. It's our generation is stupid. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it'll never be the NFL. The NFL will always be King. It'll never be that. Oh yeah. But the NBA is definitely the second most popular sport in this country. It's not even close. It's, they jumped baseball. I want to say like four or five years ago. Yeah, obviously baseball is not as entertaining to watch as basketball, but I don't know. You, I, I got, I don't know if I, I told you about the one time I, I like, you know, we have TikTok and everything like that. And I, yeah. and I saw this, I saw this, um, this, this TikTok of this guy is like a, he's a pretty famous, uh, he does sports or whatever like we do. And he was just saying like how college football is the worst possible sport that you can watch and everything like that. Yeah. And I mean, he had his cases. Like I know what he was saying, like all oh, like the college football playoff is the same four teams every year. And, to the, and pretty much it is. Exactly. And that's when I commented, I commented on the thing and I got, I got flooded by people who hated <laughs> me, people who liked me, but they were, I said like, how do you possibly say this? But be an NBA fan because that's what they do. They create they yeah. create super teams in the NBA, and they and those super teams win nine times out of ten. Yeah. 
And so no that's doubt. literally what it is. So what is the difference with college football with these guys who actually have to try, don't get paid and everything like that, but, but they just have better recruiting. That's just how it works. You know, NBA, yeah. they literally trade these players left and right. Money is tossed around left and right to get what these players want because they're entitled college football. They don't have a choice. They're making the choice that's best for them. So yep. like, what, like, what is, I don't understand how people watch the NBA and then say, Oh yeah, college football state. Like, you're being a hypocrite. Like this is like, what's this. You're hundred percent right. And this is what upsets me about the NBA. So both of our teams are getting a little hot, right? They're hot right now. The Knicks are a five seed. They were just a four seed. I know they have absolutely no chance of making the finals or, or, or making around the playoffs. I know the final four teams are probably going to be some combination of Celtics, Nets, Sixers, Lakers, Clippers, Jazz, and yeah. and that's it. They might they might be very entertaining series. It might be whatever, but you're you're not getting an eight seed making the finals. Like like in in and you're not getting a four seed making the you know you're not getting yeah. that. Like like the bubble. I mean, you see how so many people were surprised about the Heat getting there because the bubble where they were seeded and all that kind of stuff. Yep. That's yep. how surprised people were in the early two thousands and the nineties, where like these random teams that were six, five, four seeds making runs like and that's like, what makes it entertaining yeah, that's what makes it entertaining and the nba like yeah a, a net sixer series will be very entertaining but what's not entertaining is knowing the nets and sixers are going to be in the eastern conference finals on january 1st when yeah. the season ends in april yeah, like, that's just, not I, exciting I, I literally i was just gonna say you like you know like everything with power like preseason like, power rankings like you can do for any sport like nfl mlb like they'll put like a top five teams everything like that like yankees and mets are in the mlb for nfl they'll probably put because of the year coming in, they'll probably put the Bucks and, the, and the Chiefs again. They'll put the Bucks and the Chiefs again. But what are the odds of that actually happening in those two different sports? But in the no, NBA, you get happen. these in the NBA, you get these power five breakers based off trades, based off money. And, and they're 100 percent right. And, and it's 100 right. It's like it's like, oh wow, like oh, give me your picks. I'm gonna be a fucking millionaire. No, like it is just <laughs> yeah. logic in the NBA because that is how that sport works and how everything's going on 100% compared right. to other sports, you know. I just right. we are I, we didn't make this to me, mean this to make this a segment of bashing the NBA, but I'm so fucking glad we did because I'm having a great time. Right? I mean, I'm happy the Knicks are good, <laughs> but I know they have no chance of making the finals. So I mean, it's just yeah. like well, I, I, next year, hopefully, like this is the narrative that pisses me off. And now this is a perfect segue into the NFL we want to talk about. Yeah, my Jets, my Jets, right? New coach, new GM, all these picks, all this money, most cap space in the NFL. They can keep Donald. They can get Watson. They could they could draft jo- uh, Zach Wilson. So much hope. The Jets could be could be two and fourteen last year. And and legitimately, if they hit on every single move, and I, and this is a long shot, but hit on every single move, could be a playoff team next year because that's how the NFL is. Because you can flip like this. The Knicks are a four seed, a five seed, four or five seed right now. I know this is the narrative and articles I have to read. Knicks are positioning themselves well for a superstar to want to come here. <laughs> like, yeah, like, just... like, like what? Like, it's like, okay, let's build a core. Let's play good basketball. And now a superstar will want to come and then all of his buddies will come and then we'll win. Like, that's just, it bothers me. It's just not my yeah, style. It's just but, not like, I'm gonna how, enjoy it, but... it's not how it should work. It's not mm-hmm. how it should work. There's no, I'd say this, like just in NBA, there's no foundation. There's no, there's no tradition. There's no foundation in teams. No, it is literally like, it is literally like, let's get the best guys and let's win. It's literally making a Olympic team. That is what the yeah. NBA is. It's, it's just not. It'd be so much better if, like, let's say, like, LeBron was in the Lakers, right? And like, the Lakers had to build a core around LeBron, right? And then Anthony Davis was in was in Arizona, uh, Phoenix and, and and Devin Booker, but like they had to build around them. And then like yes. KD was in with, with the Knicks and Kyrie was with the Nets. And then James Harden was with the six, you know, like 
if it was spread out, you know how intense those series would be? It'd be, it'd be, it'd be yeah, crazy. It'd it be would so much better. But it, be it's like, over. It's it never going to be like that again. Yeah. Like, it's like, never going to be like that again. Yeah. Like, that's, it's like, over. literally what the night, like, obviously, we weren't, like, alive to to watch it but like i wish i was like i think that's why people like debate that jordan's the best of all time because back in that era there were superstars every which way on every yeah. team and and mm-hmm. and that's why it wasn't you know it wasn't a like yeah jordan and pippen are, are on this team but they aren't the favorite every year because you still got to go through the 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 bad boy pistons you still got to go through magic johnson and, and the lakers like there was always other competition Don't forget about my knicks and then your knicks yes your knicks oh oh those all those so all those plumbers no i'm just kidding <laughs> but no but you're dude you're 100 right like i have to admit i'm 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 probably the most even keel out of like our friend group on this jordan lebron debate there's either like all jordan for our friend group or like all lebron but like i'm split in the middle because i see both sides yes and this is what it is but i'll say this mike mj without a doubt had a tougher road regular season was more important back then and then through the playoffs had to deal with more tr- troubling teams you know like every round was a tough series LeBron MJ though never had to face teams like LeBron has in the conference finals and then the NBA finals. Cakewalk. Well, I'm just no, I'm just yeah, but I'm saying like the first two rounds for LeBron and all of his teams are always like whatever. Yeah, they have a little bump in the road some years, but it's always just like all right, they're playing an eight. Yeah, I played Indiana Pacers, sweep. I play, yeah, yeah, I play Atlanta. I play the Knicks one year with you know, sweep. Like, it's a joke. Like, like Jordan would have six, seven game series in like the first round, but like the when the finals came. It LeBron was kind of had the same competition. LeBron was facing, you know, Curry, Clay, Draymond yeah. Green. Like and I like, can agree like with all. that. Yeah. I mean, like when it comes to the, when it comes to, that, we're not going to get into it because I'm not taking no. a whole segment. But like, I, I, when I when it comes to it, you know, LeBron James is probably the best technical player we're ever going to see in our lifetime, and, and that's what it is. And I think what why people hold on to MJ so long, even for generations who didn't really get to watch him like we did, um, no. it's because he's the greatest winner of all time. And the same thing goes for like when we talk about Tom Brady is the goat. He's the greatest winner of all time, but he's not the greatest quarterback of all the time. I think the greatest I quarterback. Think, hey, hey, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like I yeah. was I was just gonna say, like, it's not Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the best winner of all time, but he's not the greatest technical quarterback of all time. No. And like that's no. where I go with LeBron and MJ because I watched LeBron do some things and he's the greatest player ever. He's got so much talent, but then he gets blown on on his shoulder and then he flops over like a fish. I just don't like that. Like that you're gonna yeah, close yeah. to the greatest player of all mean. time. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. All right, let's not get but, uh, on our show because people speaking of it. you brought up Tom Brady, I brought up my Jets. Uh, I know we wanted to touch a little bit about the free agency coming up in the next May have. So we won't we won't like touch really in depth now because like we're gonna have a special like free agency podcast when it starts when the yeah. league year starts. But uh there's definitely something I want to touch on that I just heard on the radio while working this morning. And um I don't know if you want me to start or if you want to start with what you wanted to talk about. It's totally up. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where you go. I just wanted. I wanted to talk about like I was watching. I was up till like four in the morning last night watching Avengers Endgame. I don't know why I couldn't couldn't sleep last night. But great movie, nice. fantastic movie. Recommend ten out of ten. Um, but then yeah, Sports Center Sports Center came on again. I was actually trying to go to sleep. Uh, Scott Van Pelt was on ESPN. You know, he just doing his thing, and he was talking about. I mean, this is how it's been for for years now. But he was talking about NFL free agency. How 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 chaotic it's going to be this year because of everything that's going on with the cap space and, and how they were losing, how teams were losing uh, money because of everything that happened with COVID-19, not really having fans this, this upcoming year. Um, But he was, he was basically saying that it's crazy how many veterans and all these star players are on the free agent like market right now. And then like when it's coming with, it comes to the cap space, he was saying like, like some teams are going to have to cut their, their most valuable players because they're not going to be able to afford them. 
Like they like it's it's crazy to think about. Like that is what's going on with the NFL cap space and and what's going on right now. And I just thought that was interesting. I thought that um, there was one reporter that it was a lady reporter on Twitter, but she was listening. She talked to somebody and she said, like, like to Anderson, I think. Yeah. And she was saying how like this upcoming NFL offseason, despite how many crazy ones we've seen, this is probably going to be the most chaotic one we have seen to date. And that's crazy to think about. Yeah. Because you know? it's going to be teams that have positioned themselves well through sucking, basically, mm-hmm. with all the cap space that they have, being able to pluck those veterans or those younger players that are going to be cap casualties because these teams, you know, when the cap goes down. So so what the NFL does, and I've read about this, is it's been the cap always goes up. Right. Mm-hmm. So so teams built in contracts anticipating, you know, all the formulas and all these math geniuses they have, all these NFL teams, financial geniuses they have they project the cap to go up X amount of dollars and then they build their cap and they give contracts and signing bonuses and push money to the end accordingly. Cause it's like, Oh, it's going to go up. It's going to go up. It's going to go up. Yeah. So this year with it going down, like I think it's like 10 or 15 million. A lot. There's a couple teams that like were anticipating being right at the cap number that are now 15, 20 million below it based on the advanced contracts they gave in the years prior. Yep. And now I have to cut those guys in order to get back to the number they wanted to be at and then yep. make their all season go. So like, that's the thing. So like, if you're a team with cap space, like the Jaguars, like the jets, like the Colts, like, like I think Cleveland has some cap space left. I'm not sure, but like the jets have 78 million before they've only made one cut. They have 78 million. They're going to get close to hundred. There's going to be teams like the saints cutting really good football players. And the jets are going to be able to sign them for pennies on the dollar because they're still going to get money from the saints. And yep. I mean, it's just going to be like, like this is an example of what it's going to be, which is, which is insane. It's going to be, he literally mentioned, you know, it's crazy. Like, let me just ask you this, like who's yeah. the, easy question, but who's the better receiver Marvin Jones from Detroit or Al Robinson from Chicago. Alan Robinson. No, that yes. doubt. Yeah. yeah. Well then well, Scott Van Belt said this and he was like, he goes like, Oh, how much are you going to pay Alan Robinson? Probably going to have to, Get 14, the, give him the money. Yeah, maybe. probably a lot of money. I don't know. Something but, like, like how much money would you actually pay Marvin Jones? Because if you look at it, he actually had a better year than our Robinson last year. Yeah. Believe it or not, stat-wise, he did. And, like, that's yeah. crazy to think about because people are like, oh, like, you're not going to pay Marvin Jones as much because he's not as big of his name as Allen Robinson. Yeah. Um, but he actually had a better year than him. And, like, and that's where he was going. Like, this, this money yeah. situation going in NFL is just absolutely crazy because there's so many names on this list that are top veterans that are actually really decent players that can flip around a franchise. Um, it, it's need. just it's saving. Which I need. Yeah, which, which we both need. Yeah, Dak Prescott's the number one free agent on the market right now. I didn't even fucking which, sign him. Which we need. Oh, uh, everything Cowboys here. <laughs> Rub, rubbing the logo. What we need. What we need. Okay, this is what we need. Give it a kiss. But speaking of, which is crazy. You want to kiss? You want me to give his? Yeah. Oh, there you go. There's, you want me to put it on? You want me to put it on? Watson now, want me to put it on? You should for the segment. The rest okay, of the segment. Okay, I'll put it on. I'll put it on. Yeah. How are you going to put the microphone back? <laughs> you look like a punter. <laughs> What'd you say? You can't hear. I said you look like a punter. <laughs> can you can you hear me? Yeah, you hear me. Yeah, can you? You look like the best punter coming out of the NFL right now. <laughs> Let me talk about my Jets for a second. <laughs> You look like you boot 70-yard punts out of the one. Here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You ready? Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about my Jets, but I'm not going to take the helmet off. I'm going to take it off, but I'm going right. to talk about that. All right. You just took it off. Microphone coming back on. Let's <laughs> the hair a little bit. Look like All Johnny right. Hecker. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my face gets smushed because it's so 
in the helmet. Um, I, my my face got so fat since I retired, dude. If I put my helmet on, dude, right. <laughs> that was that's one of the, like my favorite Christmas gifts I've ever gotten of all time. That was I just great. I think that's that awesome. Was awesome. Um, great. Yeah, I'm gonna start like a helmet collection now. I'm already looking like to get older helmets, like older jet helmets. But anyway, but what I want to talk about about this off season since we plan on doing it was I was just listening to Chris Sims. I don't know, you know who Chris Sims is? Yeah. Yeah, he's like pro football talk, all the kind of stuff. NBC Sports analyst. He's he's like spot on on his quarterback rankings for like the last five years, ever since he started doing it. Like his ranking for 2018 was Lamar. I know you don't like that, but it was Lamar, Josh Allen. <laughs> it was Lamar, Josh Allen, Baker, yeah. Sam Darnold. So like stat wise, he's spot on on that. Um, he is, yeah, yeah, Kyler Murray number one in the year he went number one. And he had Joe Burrow number one with Justin Herbert number two last year. So crazy, right? Just like just yeah. wild how his spot on the money is. He literally on on WFAN this morning, literally said there that Zach Wilson's the number one quarterback really? in this year's draft. He literally said that, and and he didn't just stop there. He said that he sees a gap between Wilson and Lawrence. That's ballsy. To so say. so so I'm <laughs> listening to this right, and 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 I, I don't really like. You can go back and listen to it, or like you probably see it all over Twitter, like to our fans and people. Who listen, I'm not going to talk about what he said, but I'm going to give my thoughts about what I heard him say. Yeah. He pumped me up. Like I, I, I've literally been saying Watson or Darnold, Watson or Darnold, Watson or Darnold. Now I'm like Watson, Darnold, or Wilson because a lot of the, Wilson. or Wilson because the points he made, bro. I mean, dude, it was it was wild, man. He he was he was bringing up arm strength and 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 I think he called it FOMO or something like like out of like thing whatever out of the pocket, you know, like just like like Zach Wilson isn't getting the credit he deserves, and that for him to say that there's a gap between Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. Is, is crazy to me. He did say Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one pick and it's going to be good, but he thinks Zach Wilson's going to be better because he sees more intangibles. He's the most pro pro ready quarterback in this draft. That's what I can. That's see that. what Chris Sims said, and he said that in regards to the Jets, like if if Jacksonville goes number one, Trevor Lawrence, that they should run to the podium and take Zach Wilson for all the reasons that he mentioned, and. um it's just crazy to me that, you know, this is the first time I heard that. And he's the only analyst to say that. And, and, he, and I thought it was going to be clickbait and I thought it was just going to be trying to be against the grain. But yeah. when he gave his track record of, of 2018 and years in the, pro, in, in the past, he knows what he's and talking all about. All these stats. Yeah. He yeah. knows what he's talking about. It's not clickbait. He le- legitimately thinks that Zach Wilson is a better quarterback prospect than Trevor Lawrence, which is just, I mean, if that's the case, if that's really the truth and none of us really know, the Jets have to take them. I mean, they, oh, yeah. they have to take them, but oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm still on the Watson thing, and I think Deshaun Watson's a big part of this free agency frenzy. Um, I think he gets traded. I don't know to who. I hope it's the Jets, but I don't know. I think he's going to go join his boys thing. back in Arizona. I, no, I don't think that anymore. You know what? Remember, we talked about that, right, on, on PlayStation when we were playing, and we talked about that. I don't think that's going to happen now because J.J. Watt has already posted and DeHondre Hopkins of all these things about, like, oh, yeah. we be- I came here because I believe in you, to Kyler Murray and stuff like that. So I think it's clear that Arizona's not making a move to, for Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson's either going to sit out and then be able to get cut or he's going to get traded to one of Miami, Carolina, the Jets or San Francisco. I think that's just going to happen. Yeah. I mean, those, those definitely are the possibilities. Yeah. Um, what's your, what's your number one headline that you want to see? I talked about my Jets. I talked about a thing, probably Dak Prescott, right? Dak Prescott signs a $40 million deal to the Cowboys. That's what I want to say. 40 million a year. Imagine. 40 million imagine a if year. They got him for 40 million total, dude. 
Jesus, yeah, right. Steal that one, <laughs> yeah, right. Dallas Cowboys signed Dak Prescott, a five-year, $40 million deal. Dude, what? what? <laughs> $9 million a year? Yeah, Are you no. kidding me? No, if Carson Wentz and fucking Jared Goff can make contracts like that, Dak Prescott deserves a contract like that. Yeah. And it's not even close. Uh, I, I just – um. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously I want to see Dak sign with the Cowboys because if he doesn't and he somehow goes somewhere else, I'm going to be heartbroken. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I generally don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, I, do I don't too. see a future for the Cowboys if they don't sign Dak. I don't see them being relevant for a long time. I think it's fucking rebuild again, and that's mm-hmm. sticking to say. Um, it is. But, yeah, I, I, that's where I'm going to go. I want to see that headline. Um, I just, I'm just excited for this, this, this frenzy, this frenzy period, because of, like I said, all these veterans are going to be on it and where everyone's going to go, you know, some people have short years left. Like I know like T Y Hilton's on it and like, just like JJ Watt just signed a two year deal. I didn't even think he was worth two years. I didn't even know if he had two years left, but he got 28 million just to go play it for two years. Um, yeah. so it's exciting to see like what some of these veteran players are going to get, um, when it comes to them being signed and where they're going to go. It's going to be a whole different year. A whole different yeah. year. And and we got to remember whoever wins the offseason doesn't automatically and necessarily win the Super Bowl. they're going yeah. to win 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 the year. So it's crazy. You got to keep that in yeah. mind. Um, I think for both of our teams, I think me looking at the Cowboys situation, I think it's definitely get Dak. And then they got to fix up that defense. I oh think you could I think you could sacrifice pieces on offense because Dak can elevate people. Like so if you if you take a step down on your offensive line or if you take a step down on your receivers, um hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, it's okay. Sure. And then you take it down, a step down on your receivers, man. Dak will elevate whoever comes in on the offensive side of the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's what's going to happen. But I think you got to just hammer in that defense, like hammer, 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 hammer it. For my team, get as many players as you can, draft well, and let's just see. I don't even know. Just yeah. I love this. I like this coach's mantra. I like his attitude. I like the GM combination. But who the hell knows? Produce for us because it's been long enough. Well beat this boy's ass shut up i think austin is like giving us the cue it's like hey guys you guys have yeah, got like, enough yeah stop bothering uh, me a great episode and, <laughs> and and the devils and rangers play tonight and the we uh, will have a battle of the hudson part two episode on sunday sunday oh, night yeah. after the rangers and devils play back-to-back games against each other and let me tell you something i'll end with this it's going to be a turning point of our hockey team season because think about it we're the, the rangers are a game under 500 the devils are two they basically have the same record so if the Rangers could somehow get these two, like the Devils got two from us earlier in the year, they'd yeah. be game over. The Rangers lose two, they'll be four, they'll be three under again. You know, if the Devils lose two, they'll be four. It, it's it's a turning point. It's like a cog of our season, so it's yeah. important. I know. Yeah, these two, these two games are yeah definitely important, and yeah. I I honestly feel going into it. I mean, obviously we're gonna talk about it Sunday. We'll see what the results are, but um, they need to get at least one of these the Devils to get back. I, I, I'm predicting a split. Yeah. I mean, I think. I, I think, think that's the best case, best case scenario. But the way the Devils are playing right now, I don't fucking. But know. but here's the thing: the way the Devils have played against the Rangers this year, they could take two. That's just they, it, they play so well against us. I mean, it, they, like how they look against Buffalo is like crappy team, no below sense. average NHL team against the Rangers. They look like the Boston Bruins. Like like that like that's how they are you know the wise like, words of Kyle Mar I hate Buffalo <laughs> yeah yeah right and and and, and the Rangers, you know it it's crazy like Rangers they're two and zero against the Washington and the Devils can't beat Washington if they tried like the Rangers beat beat up Washington both times winning by two or more goals yeah. like and the Devils can't find like it's just the way the season's going so the the Devils think about this and and this is like the mindset I think Devils 
Devils players are going to have and the team's going to have. Lindy Ruff used to coach on the Rangers and got so disrespected. So that's always a chip. But it's like we've lost six out of seven. We've, we're hitting our lull. There's no team that we play better against than our rivals. Let's get it. Yeah. And the Rangers also have. We've lost them twice. Screw this team. We're finally healthy against them. We're almost healthy. Let's beat them. So yeah. I agree. I don't know. We'll see if it happens. You know, we'll yes, be together sir. tonight. Um, even if they if they somehow win the devils win both these games, obviously I would be coming in with some fire on Sunday because that's how we as you do. should. As we, gotta, you we should. gotta we gotta get this podcast going again. We gotta get some fire going between <laughs> me because me and you were too, way too fucking civil this podcast. I don't like <laughs> I know. I, just, I was gonna talk but, I was gonna talk shit about the cowboys, but I refrained. Go ahead, talk shit. 2007. Good. Talk shit about the cowboys. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, oh, the same stat you bring up every podcast. All right, all right. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about head to heads, Austin hates it too. He just you said if we're talking you. about if we're talking about heads to head, head to head. Yeah, you got it. I'm saying, hey, I'm using the devil argument against the Rangers, right? Head to head this year, you're two and zero. That's what you always told me. I'm using it against the Cowboys. Hey, I three thousands of Then when it's two and two, I'll have nothing, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll still have the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'll right. some shit. <laughs> Milk, money, cash, money. I'll yeah, catch you later. Money. And yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. Take care. See ya. See ya.